0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus, winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. So let's give that to the Lord. It belongs to Him. It belongs to Him. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. I've already been asked if I was going to preach tonight. I don't know what that meant, but worried, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, man. I know I will not take pastor's place. I've been there. I don't have a desire for his position. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I I did I did say this. I am on the agenda tonight. And uh, pastor talked to me and, and said if you would just prepare for both dad. And uh then if, I said, well, then if you come back and you feel something, son, you began to talk about the good things. He said, yeah, we want to tell some things. I said, well, who knows? God made this take over, and that's fine with me. Not a greedy bone in my body. I know how to sit down. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I know you probably wonder about that sometimes. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have studied. I have sought God on my face. I have read, I have run references this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and this morning. And I feel like that I've got a message for this church. I believe God's going to speak to some people in here this morning. I pray, God. Let me preach with passion. I'm going to be turning to St. Luke chapter 22. It's, it's not a story that we have never read about. I want to minister to you this morning. I feel like God has got a message for you this morning. Luke chapter number 22 and verse number 31, 32. I won't make you stand long. Familiar story. Peter, he's telling God he'd you know, go with him to prison and to death after this. He's, he's, this is in that discourse that he's telling God how much he's going to follow him and how much he loves him. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Be so, hold, Satan hath desired, everybody said desired, to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. Glory. You better hold on to that line. But I have prayed for thee. This is Jesus speaking. That thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Lord, I thank you for the Holy Ghost that I feel in this place. Lord, I feel the soberness, God. In this house this morning, I'm praying, God. You would speak through these lips of clay. God, I've stood here many times and I realize, Lord, that it's not me, God, but it's the messenger that speaks through me. Lord, allow me, God, just to be your voice this morning. Spoke with your anointing and your approval, God, as we encourage and strengthen the church hopefully stir in the minds of your people, Lord, to realize where we're at in you, in the name of Jesus, amen and amen, and you may be seated. What I want to ask of you this morning is for you not just to listen to this message, but you would get in the message with me. You know, an actor has to take on the part of the character that he's playing. He becomes a part of the story. And this morning, what I want you to do is to be a part of this message this morning because I feel like that God is going to speak to some people this morning and make us realize some things that maybe we overlook sometimes. Many of us do that. See, before Satan ever had laid his hands upon Peter, Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Before Peter was ever disdained, can I say, by Satan, the Lord had already prayed for him. And I'm telling, and I feel like I'm speaking to somebody this morning that no matter what you're going through, what situation in life that you're in right now, that I want you to know that no matter where you're at, before you ever got there, the Lord has prayed for you. You know, it's a great thing when our friends and our families and our brothers and sisters say, hey, I'm praying for you. But what a great thing it is to know that Jesus is praying for you. You know, we see representative pictures of him. They're not really him. Nobody's seen him. But it's representative of him. And, Brother Terry, we see those pictures of him praying. But why is it that we cannot get it or fan of it in our mind that Jesus is really praying for us? I want us to be encouraged this morning that he is always praying for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he prayed for Peter, then he's going to pray for you. Amen. If we're not careful, Satan will take away our good intentions. Is everybody cool or warm, hot? Are you hot or are you just right? Good. All right. That's great. If we're not careful, Satan will take away our good intentions while the Lord is praying for us. You didn't hear me. I said... Satan will take away our good intentions while the Lord is praying for us. You ever had that to happen? Stole your victory all at once just out of the clear blue. Where did that come from? I'm going to church tonight and all at once I'm not going. I I don't want to go. It's good intentions. We had good intentions. But Satan, while the Lord is praying for the best for you, Satan stole your good intentions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. When you are bucking God's plan for your life, Jesus is praying for you. Anybody ever bucked the presence of God and what He wants to do? You, you kind of held back. How many? Oh, we've all been there. Come on. When the Lord wanted us to do something, brother Gregory, Amen. Oh, Satan come along and he stole our good intentions and said, "You know, I just believe this is out of place." He'll make you think you're out of place, that you're in your own spirit rather than in the spirit of God. But I want to remind you of one thing that I have preached all of my life since I've been a minister, that I'm going to tell you something. The devil will never, ever tell you to do something that's good. So if it's good, honey, go ahead and do it. Give Satan a black eye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm simply going to preach and use the phrase in verse number 32. I have prayed for thee. I have prayed for thee. Hallelujah. Satan desires. Come on. Somebody said Satan desires. But Jesus has prayed. (laughs) Satan desires, but Jesus has already prayed. I don't know how that makes you feel. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, if the Lord has prayed for me, no matter what Satan desires, I can have my victory. Nothing can keep me from getting my victory when Jesus has prayed for me, no matter what Satan desires. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus has prayed for your faith. That it would not fail you. He prayed for Peter's faith that Peter's faith would not fail him. Come on, church. It's not our faith that fails. It's our flesh that fails. Because there is a spirit on the inside to listen to. There is a spirit of God that's with us that's greater than any other spirit. Come on. Hallelujah. And God has already prayed. So if he's prayed, we need to be victorious. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to remind you this morning, and let me word it this way and I'll explain it. Let me remind you, your first conversion is superficial. In other words, your repentance is superficial. Amen. It's when you actually just get a hold of God, that's repentance. When you get a hold of Him, when you desire in your life to have God in your life. That's that's repentance. That's your first conversion. It's shallow. It's it's you've done something. It's a great thing. It's a step, but it's not final. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, and it seems like that people deal with things after that first step. You ever notice that I have seen people that come in and come to the altar and say, "Oh, thank you Jesus." And then you never see them afterwards. You know why? Jesus has prayed for them. But Satan's took their good intentions away. They had intentions to come back and finish it up. But there was a satanic force that began to attack them. Come on. And and it's really only fleshly desires. Come on. Satan desires your flesh to take over. And Jesus is praying, let my spirit take over. Come on, church. We need to let Jesus take over in our life. Because he's got the power. We don't, but he does. Ah, hallelujah. It's shallow compared to where you really need to be and want to be. That first step of repentance is just a shallow thing. I need the rest of it. That's why it needs not to be long between repentance and receiving the Holy Ghost. Because we need it. In fact, we don't just need it, we've gotta have it. It's not an option. Oh. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We need it, hallelujah. I want to remind you that Israel moved into the promised land, but there was still a lot of land to possess. There were still giants in the land that they needed to conquer. Come on. They could have done it if they had just went ahead and done it to begin with, Brother Mason. Instead, they put it off. Come on now. Jesus had prayed for them. Come on, church. The Lord had already prayed for them. He already told them that it would be done. But they thought, no, 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 we'll just wait. You know, things are going pretty good. We've moved in here and and, and they're accepting us. That's a problem. Come on. When you move into the devil's territory and you let him live there with you, if you're not so... Very careful. Living in that mixed multitude, they'll take authority over you. Come on. You'll start taking on their ways. Come on. You'll start taking on their sins. And even though the Lord is praying for you, the desires of the flesh become greater than the spirit. Oh, my God. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. glory, we got to have it. We must have it. But I'm going to tell you, in our walk with God, it's not finished until it's finished. We're moved into a land, and we can have victory right now, but I want you to know that right now we're living in in the midst of a mixed multitude. And the Bible said to separate ourselves from them, not to have no part with them. Come on, church. Hallelujah. I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about sinners coming into the house of God. I'm talking about those that don't want nothing to do with God. In fact, if they come, it's only to disrupt what's going on in the house of God. It's to talk about it. It's to run it down. Come on, church. That happens in the church. The devil sends people in our midst to discourage our purpose. But I want to remind you that the Lord's already prayed for you, Brother Bob. Don't, come on, don't succumb to the enemy that tells you to stay home. Come on to church because God's done prayed for you. He's, come on, he's already prayed his will would be done in your life. And some of you that's going through problems that are ready to give up, I would tell you this morning, don't give up. He's already prayed. The answer is already on the way. Jesus has prayed. Oh, glory. I like that song. The answer is already on the way. Jesus said it, and I believe it, and it's so. When he prays, come on. Desire has to come under subjection to his spirit if we'll allow it. Oh, our second conversion brings us nearer to God and empties us of ourselves. And it's called the Holy Ghost. Glory. Come on, we got to possess some land. We're, gonna, we're coming in here. Hallelujah. And, I, and I'm going to tell you right now, even after we receive the Holy Ghost, we still haven't got all the land yet i still got family members that need to be saved. you still got family members that need to be in the house of God. And we can't just give up because, well, I've walked into the promised land. I've got it. Hey, the promised land is promised only if you obey God. That land becomes yours only if you've let God take control. Instead of letting Satan wipe your desire, he takes your desires over. And after a while, you become one of them that you have just separated from. jesus somebody say i've prayed for thee glory glory our our second conversion the holy ghost when we get filled with the holy ghost it empties us it empties us of ourselves it cleans us up come on baptism washes away it remits our sins it takes them out of our way come on That we can see victory. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost gives us the power now to live right. Come on. It's the Holy Ghost. It's it's not the unholy ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. It gives us the power to be holy. For the Lord said, be a holy for I am holy. Yet we live in the most holy unholy world that we've ever lived in. There is trouble on every side. There's earthquakes. There's divers in divers places. There's wars and rumors of wars. Come on. There's everything that you can imagine going on in our world today. There's disruptions at colleges, shootings, and and policemen now. I don't even want to be one because people that are policemen, they get shot just like everybody else. In fact, more have to be shot. Come on, this is the kind of world that we're living in. You know why? Because we have moved into the satanic force and Satan has took away our desire for the things of God. The church house is empty, but the streets are full of violence. You know why? We've never taken our authority in the church that I can do all things through Christ. we strengtheneth me. be? It's not my strength anymore, but it's his. He's done prayed for me. Glory. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something about this second conversion. The second conversion can be. It can be good or it can be bad and be good in the sense if we obey God it's going to be all right. We're going to make it. But it can be bad in the sense that we begin to be overtaken by the desires of the enemy instead of what God desires for life, what he's prayed for. I believe it's in Jeremiah. He said I'm thinking the fault you're thinking. Yeah, I want what you want. How many wants good for your life? Well, he said, Jeremiah said, I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking. I'm I'm thinking good thoughts. I'm 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 thinking that everything's going to be all right. I'm thinking I'm thinking, brother Bob, you're going to be delivered. I'm thinking that all of those mind games that the devil is just using on people. I'm thinking that I want those out. I want to get rid of them. They don't belong to a child of God. I'm thinking good thoughts. I'm thinking of healing. Come on. I'm thinking of salvation. I'm thinking revival in the church. Come on. I'm thinking of outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'm thinking of miracles signs, and wonders for you. I don't know what you're thinking, but if you'll come with me, it'll be all right. You cannot allow Satan's desires to enter in and hinder what I'm doing. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. See, what happens in this second conversion is when I receive the Holy Ghost, I start seeing myself and who I really am. Before you got the Holy Ghost, it was just repentance. But now that I got his spirit in me, there's something inside of me that said, hey, you need to do this. Or when you start to satisfy the flesh, He said, no, 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 no. Come on. I've already prayed for you. I I know what I've got in store for you, brother. Come on. I've got something in store. So if you just go along with me for a while, I've got some good things going to happen. But you must listen to my voice. Come on. I've got good things in store. I'm thinking what you're thinking. I want good and not evil. I want everything to turn out. Just like you're expecting. Somebody said it can. How flimsy. It can. Come on. Come on. Let's tell the devil it can it can turn out all right. If I get rid of the desires of the flesh, it will come out all right because Jesus has already prayed for me. I don't know why it is we have trouble, but we just got a problem with seeing Jesus on his knees praying for us. Oh, God, bless brother. Oh, God, move on, Roxanne, Lord. The things are dealing with Lord. Come on. Oh, the sickness Sister Brenda's dealing with. Come on. Oh, financial problems and job situations, everything Brother Terry's dealing with. You, You know what? He's praying day and night for all of us. While we're succumbing to the fleshly desires and those things that Satan wants. Come on. To discourage and trouble us. Come on. yeah, to take away our desire for the things of God. He wants to get you in the place you say, Well, there's no use. He's not listening. He don't care for me. Honey, yes, he cares for you. He's done prayed for you. He prayed for Peter before he ever made the mistake that God would give him faith. He prayed for him to be an overcomer. Before he was ever an overcomer. But he knew one thing. That Peter wasn't converted yet. You know why? Because the desires of the flesh. Spoke louder than the desires of the spirit. Hallelujah. See this new conversion. This second conversion. It now brings a new spirit of humility. That it's no longer I Lord. But it's you. <laughs> oh, church, when we get to the place that we think it's all, t- we've got it all together, we're about to fall. When I think I can handle it without Him. Brother Greg, I don't want to walk a day without Him. Every time I pray, I say, Lord, I don't want to walk a day without You. God, I want to walk close to You. I want to I walk. Close enough that I can hear you speak and whisper to me. I want to be able to grab a hold of your hand, Lord. In fact, I want to walk with you. I I don't want you behind me, in front of me. I want you to walk with me. Or... If you're going to go ahead of me, Lord, that's all right. But let me grab a hold of your shoulder because I want to follow you. I don't want to lose you in the cloud and in the fog of this world. I don't want to lose you. Come on. In the mixed multitude right now, it will cloud your memory. It will, come on. It will cloud your thoughts. It will make things look differently. Oh, but if I can get a hold of God that's already prayed for me, everything will be all right. My family that isn't right will get right. We was with our family last night. I looked around that circle, Brother Mason, and I about wanted to cry. And I ain't going to tell you where it come from, but I was sitting and I heard somebody talking about leading the youth or something in their class and said what would y'all like to learn what would you what do you want to talk about you want to get just a book and we'll go through the book and, and uh, do that or would you like to just go through the book of Acts Said, oh yeah let's go through the book of Acts and he said "Man, that's great we'll go with that and I thought well you ought to teach all of it then don't leave nothing out I really wanted to go over and kind of enter the conversation and say you know what do you know about the book of Acts I don't see you following it did you miss part of it How many many chapters did you skip over? Because there's a plan of salvation in, in there that tells me something. Come on, church. You can't look like the world. Oh, Bishop, you're getting brave and brass now. Come on. We can't look like them. We can't mix with them. Pretty soon you'll look like them, you'll sound like them, you'll be like them, and the first thing, you're no different than them. And this one didn't look like a Christian. And my spirit did not bear witness. Church, I'm telling you, God's got good things in store. But you can't settle for the first thing that comes along It sounds good and looks good. Well, bless God, I'm, I'm going to go over there and try that church out. They've got programs you all don't have. Well, I want to tell you, we got some things around here not called programs that maybe you don't have either. And it's called the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. You know what's going to bring a revival to this church? It's not our programs. You know what it's going to be? It's when we all get committed, come on, to that second conversion called the Holy Ghost. And we begin to mind the things of God and the Spirit of God takes control in the church People will, come on now, we can build a fire in this place and people will come to watch you burn. Oh, you don't think I know what i talk about. Well, I'm telling you, uh, we was in the first church when there was only about six, eight of us. Brother Freddie, I remember you and Sister Sheila sitting over here on the back row. I remember my son-in-law, Mike Penrod, and his son sitting back there somewhere right in front of you, right close to that back. And I remember, Brother Mason, the Holy Ghost coming in that place, and people began to shout and speak in tongues and and, and roll in the floor and do a little everything else. And when that Spirit of God took control, amen. I seen them back there. Brother Mike was laughing. Him and his son was just having a ball. He said, Man, I've seen a side of, of Polly McGee that I've never seen before. You know why? Because I got away from the desires of the world, and I said, God, you can use me in whatever way you want. You know what brought him off the back pew to the front? Because he began to feel something that he couldn't explain. And he said, I want to be a part of that. Come on, church. If we want to be a part of revival, then we got to get revival started in us. Because that's what the Lord's got in store for us. It's good things. It's revival. It's, it's the gifts of the Spirit in operation. It's, it's miracles and signs and wonders. That's what He's got in store. He's got in store back then on a... Tuesday night, we had church. He's got in store because we used to have prayer lines sometimes before church. People come all drugged down and, and not feeling good. And we said, Well, are you, y'all sick? Let's just have prayer before. So we'd have prayer line. Y'all remember Sister Christmas? She had cirrhosis of the liver. I didn't know it. We didn't know it. She'd been going to the doctor every Wednesday, he was checking enzymes. She was on medicine. She come through the line that night. No, no special. God didn't knock her in the floor. There there was nothing like that happened. It It was just prayer before church on Tuesday night. But when she went on Wednesday and she come back, she said the doctor checked and rechecked. And he said, the enzymes are all right. What's going on? She said, "I got prayed for last night, and the Lord healed me. Come on, church, He's got good things in store for you. If you will obey him Guess what? When she come on Sunday, we had to celebrate. Come on. I- Man, forgive me, but Brother Mason, I think sometimes when there's a victory in the house of God, we don't celebrate it long enough. Everybody stands up to claps their hands just for a little bit. The excitement's done gone. We get up and, and we clap our hands and we look. Come on, we found out that men's retreat there's supposed to be a voice with that, and it's not a quiet voice. We're supposed to shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Psalms 47.1. Just go read it if you don't believe me. Anytime all catch you clapping your hands, I ought to hear a voice. Ha. I wonder what would happen if we'd obey that scripture. Oh, Oh, Jesus Man, I just feel to read it Come on (laughs) Woo Hallelujah Oh, Jesus I'll find it here, y'all Oh, thank you Somebody read this with me. Oh, clap your hands, oh, clap your hands. All, you all you people! Shout to God, God with the voice of triumph. All that is not a suggestion. That is a command to praise God. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Yeah. Praise him in the music. Praise him in the dance. Everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So many right. Pastor, come on, let's It starts out with the word to let you know it's a command. Oh, clap your hands. Oh, not a portion, not one, two, or three. Everybody that's in the presence of God. He said, oh, clap your hands, all you people. the presence oh. Oh. she told about had told about wooh shatano mo Acts 1 and 8, when you receive the Holy Ghost, ye shall receive power. Everybody said power. Power. I felt the urge of that come across here. You know when you start obeying the scripture like it says, pretty soon we start having revival. It's not the program, it's God's program. Hey, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of good programs. Come on. I'm not against programs. They're meant to have fellowship. They're meant to do things to lead people in the right direction. But only God can do the work. And unless we give him control of our lives and let him move on the spirit that's on the inside and us to be obedient to that spirit, we can do all we want to with programs, but it will never bring revival. You ought to look up programs and just read it. Never dictionary you can find. It. Pretty soon you find it's a prepackaged something that worked for somebody somewhere at least one time. But the Lord said, "I'm praying for you, and I don't fail. I always work. It works. <laughs> the Holy Ghost works. I don't. I can't deny it. I know it's powerful. Hey." We sat on the van. Brother Mike Hurst was sitting right behind me, and he began to ask me questions. He said, Bishop, down through the years, uh, what about your life? I said, well, Brother Mike, I'm going to tell you, God is is so good and powerful that I can sit here and start telling you about miracles he's done in my life. I said, at least five, and then I began to think, well, I couldn't stop. I started telling him miracles. He said, man, that's what? And I thought, you know what, that's what God does when he prays for us and we succumb to what he wants. I've got good things, come on, I've got good thoughts, not bad thoughts. (laughs) Bob Gross, the Lord said, I'm not thinking about you going under, not making it. You're going to be elevated. I'm not not looking for you to to use that cane the rest of your life. I'm looking for you to be healed and be able to run. He said, I don't want these minds here to be troubled. But I want them to be healed. I'm praying for you. You're not gonna go on just like you've always been going. And Michael said at home all the time, he said, "I'm looking for good things for you, when you got your whole family sitting beside you. Say, come on, church, come on. God's got good things in store. He, he wants that. That's what you want. That's what God wants. God wants Sister Brenda sitting by you, Brother Mike. Whole, whole. Somebody said whole. That means without." Come- without sickness, without pain. It's God's desire for to be whole. He's not looking for you to always be lonesome in church. He wants to put Brother Cox right by your side. See, sometimes we get this negative attitude, but always when I pray for the Coxes, I see Brother Cox here. Come on, church. Somehow we got to keep, quit accepting what the devil throws in there. Discourage. But the Lord said, I got good thoughts. I got things planned like you want. I wonder what would happen if we just started obeying Psalms 47 and 1. I wonder what would happen if we'd really just obey that command. Every time that we clap, now there's somehow, brother, brother Mason, ever since then. Brother Mason, I felt like last weekend, amen, when Brother Jerry Dean brought that out, pretty soon I felt like we was like Israel, that it rang again. Yeah. Honey, you couldn't hear nothing in that place. It went crazy in there. I wonder what had happened if we just go crazy and praising God and clapping our hands and shout with a voice of triumph, Not defeat, but triumph! Some of was already cautioned this morning who was going to preach today, said the service could go long. Hallelujah. See, it changes. That new spirit brings about humility. It brings tenderness to us. No more haughty. It brings love toward others. That there's no longer big I's and little U's, but it's us's. Can you let me say that? It's us's. It's just all of us, and we've gathered together to praise the God together. And what I do in my worship does make a difference in you. And what you do in your worship does make a difference in me. And if we could all worship and do the same thing, it'd make a difference in all of us. In fact, it'll make a difference in this church, and it will make a difference in this city. Because the ones outside will hear what's going on. At First Apostolic Church, they'll say, we got to go down there and see what's going on. People are being slain in the Spirit. Come on, fill with the Holy Ghost and heal. What's going on? I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying to hurry. You know, I've been up here over 40, for about 42 minutes already. It brings tenderness and love toward others. It even changes the tone of our voice. Glory. Let me speak. So- I've always prayed it. God, let me, be, let me speak softly and gently. I'm not talking about what I'm preaching, y'all, so forget it. Let me speak softly and gently. You know why? Soft answer turneth away wrath, and grievous words stir up anger. So I don't want to preach soft. I want to do softly. I want to talk to people softly. I want to get their attention. I want to make them have to listen, Brother Bob, to what I'm going to say. Oh, glory. It gives a different look from the eye. Somebody hadn't grabbed that. I said it gives a different look to the eye. Because I've heard of people that went to work and said, man, what happened to you? You look different. Man, I'm telling you, I got filled with the Holy Ghost last night. Huh? Yeah. I found God. Something happened in me. I look different because I am different. Jesus changed me. Jesus prayed for me last night. Oh, Jesus. It changes our style of address. I said address, but address too. It does. It changes our dress. It tra- changes our address. It changes our mannerisms. It changes our dealing with others. That person that you didn't want to be around, all at once, I say, you know what? Maybe I can, maybe if, if I would just obey the Lord, that I could change that person. If we could only be intrigued by what God could do through us, if we would be obedient to what He wants us to be. Instead of having, ah, blah, blah, We say there, brother, what can I do? Can I pray for you? Jesus is praying for you. There's not a better time to pray for somebody than when Jesus is praying for them. Because there's two hands make light work. Oh yeah. I'm trying y'all. I'm trying. I want you to notice something. A flower turns toward the sun. You ever notice that? You know, oh you got your flower pots hanging out on the porch and all at once that one side's getting the sun. Man it's Blooming out so you turn it so the other side will go toward it. Pretty soon you've got a nice flower out there that's bushy all the way around. I want to remind you that grace is given to us to share with others. Not to hold on to it. Grace is something you give away. You show grace to somebody else. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. The Lord tells Peter after he's converted to strengthen others. We're not to think of ourselves bigger and better than everybody else. But we all are sinners saved by grace. We've all sinned. Everybody said, I've sinned, and I've come short of the glory of God. I am not, I am not in any way, I don't have a handle on this thing. I don't have it coming to me. It's only by the grace of God that he saved me. It's because I went to him first, and then when I got the Holy Ghost, he came to me. You understand what I said? The first conversion, I came to him. The second conversion, he came to me. Woo! I've always said it this way. It's a great thing when you can take hold of the Savior's hand. And my boy, when he was... I can talk about him. He's not here. Well, of course, it may even be he'll hear it. He's a little boy. We getting right across the street. I'd take that right hand of him, brother Terry. I'd hold on to it because you know why? He like Trevor. <laughs> Gone. It's great if I could get him to just grab my hand, but it's so much better when the father grabs hold of your hand. See, because he can let go, but daddy's not going to let go. Come on. Somebody needs to grab that. Daddy ain't going to let go of your hand. When you get the Holy Ghost, he's got a hold of you. Come on. I can walk and believe when he's got a hold of my hand. There's many a time that we shake loose from his hand. We don't want to obey him. But when he grabs hold of our hand, honey, I ain't going to let you go. I'm going to pray for you. Oh, Jesus. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. Glory. Hallelujah. Peter expressed to the Lord. He said, I'm ready to go with you to prison and even into death. Bold words. But it's got to go farther than you just saying it. We got to do more than voice that. You are capable, isn't, it, isn't this something? You are capable of doing things when you come to God you didn't think you could ever do, right? You'll never see me do that, huh? Yeah, I can't speak in those tongues. You, you, you'll never see me run the aisles. You'll, you, You'll never see me rolling the floor. That's just not me. It ain't going to. Do you understand it's not going to be you? It's going to be the Holy Ghost in you? <laughs> you even find yourself saying, I can't believe i done that. In the positive and in the negative, sometimes. And, and you're not near as close to God and near as holy as you think you are. There's still some land to possess in our life. Come on. There's still some land. we still got some work to do. I haven't got it conquered yet. Have you? Anybody here perfect this morning? I knew you wouldn't because you wouldn't be here if you was. You've you've been translated out of this place. But we still all got problems. Hallelujah. Glory. Let me tell you, when you get to this earth and you receive the Holy Ghost, and there's a lot of people that get the wrong idea in their head that Brother Mason, I've got the Holy Ghost now. It's going to be all right. I can just sit back and enjoy. No, no, no. Honey, I'm going to tell you, your battle's just started. That's Brother Mike Trout. When you start coming to church, battles just begun. They've been in battle, but I'm telling you, God's been praying for them. And I feel like some good's going to come of it. Oh, Jesus. It's a continual battle. Somebody said, continual. See, meekness is always required of those who strengthen and restore others, and Peter could not strengthen others until he first become converted himself. He needed something to happen in him. Come on, don't try to I'll just shut it off at that, because I've seen sinners that testified to other sinners. Because they'd been in the truth, they knew the truth, and they told him how it was. Oh. See, because God uses the bad for his good. Let me tell you something, church. We need to pour, we need to pour the oil out. A mechanic all my life, 33 years, before I become and even while I was ministering. And you know how it is. You can get a little bitty old oil leak on your car. And if you set it out on the pavement, oh, my Lord, look at that. Brother Terry, there's a spot that big. I said, Man, I better get that in and get it fixed. And you raise it up and you have trouble finding where it came from. Because you know why? Oil spreads out when it hits that. Let me tell you something. We need to get this anointing not just in the church, but we need to take it outside and pour it out. We need to let it spread in Mount Carmel. Because God's got good things in store. We can't keep the bottle inside the church. We've got to pour it out. See, bread is made to be broken. Luke 22, 40, and when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into temptation. He told his disciples right before they come and took him away, pray that you enter not into temptation. He said, I'm going to pray, and I want you to pray. Luke 22, 45, I'm hurrying. And when he arose arose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to get sorrowful. Instead of praying, just be sorrowful. Matthew and Mark tells us that Jesus took Peter, James, and John a little farther than the rest. A little closer to him while he was in prayer. And he asked them to pray. Possibly for company or maybe for comfort during this great time of sorrow for him. Have you ever fell asleep praying? What a better way to fall asleep than praying. Glory. My wife says, you know what, honey, I laid down back there and I was a praying. The next thing you know, I was going to sleep. You know what? You sweet is sweet sleep whenever you fall asleep praying. Oh Jesus. What a better way though. But the happenings, the sorrow of the evening had given way to sleep. How many times did the happenings of your day finally give way to sleep? That was a shipmaster call to Jonah. Arise and call upon thy God Jonah 1 and 6. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. The sad story is Peter, James, and John was no comfort for the Lord. So an angel comes, sad, but an angel comes and strengthens him. Luke twenty two forty three. 43. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. The divine nature withdrew from him for the present giving way to human nature. Divine nature left. Jesus received strength from an angel because some of his followers would not pray for him. But I want you to know that he never, um, he don't waste a minute a day praying for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I need Jesus. If Jesus needed help, what makes you think you don't need it? An angel may have wiped away his sweat and tears or bore him up in his arms and spoke encouraging words to him. We know he was strengthened by the angel. We know. We don't know how, but we know he was. Let me end with this seed thought. The difficulties in our lives, you listen to me well. I said the difficulties in our life are just as necessary and beneficial for The soul. As the winnowing is for the wheat. The wind strips away what is bad and leaves the good. Come on. You think, well, I'm going through something. Well, come on, there's always going to be battles. We're always going to be going through something. But it's made for our betterment, not our demise. It's important to our life. He's trying to make us. He's trying to. He's not trying to break us. He's trying to make us. Amazing you can come. I want to end with this question. There's always a question that accompanies the winnowing floor. We can stand. And I want to ask it to you this morning Are you the chaff or are you the wheat? How much are we listening? I am praying for thee. I want somebody to grab a hold of that this morning that Jesus is praying for you. This altar's open this morning. If you would just like to recommit this morning, and I'm going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm never going to clap my hands again without a showing shout of the voice of triumph. I'm not gonna let Satan steal my destiny. The good things that God has got in store and praying for me. I'm not gonna let Satan steal my destiny. I'm headed someplace and there's good things gonna happen. I'm sick of all the bad and I'm sick of all this stuff that's bothering my mind. And Lord, this morning, I'm going to put it in your hands. Because you've prayed for me already. And good things will happen. Hallelujah. Altars open. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter